into the contest. It's Tuesday, the 1st of June. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by Shane Lee. Now, lunch with Lee. You know, I love you to sit back, get some cheese, tomato, have a sayo, have a cup of tea, and just listen to the magic. What about Latham and Benny Elias? Mark Latham and Benny Elias. There you were sitting at Beppy's. What a, what a great restaurant in eastern Sydney. And uh, yeah, Mark Latham and, and Benny Elias together. Well, Mark Latham is, is an absolute football nut. I didn't realise that. He's really, Dragon. he's a Dragons man. But he, him and his son watch the, the Tigers. They're, they're um, big followers of that team as well. But I tell you what, he shoots from the hip and so does Benny Elias. So it's a very interesting um, episode, mate, where they tell a lot of truths, what goes on in Parliament and, uh, and what's going on behind the scenes in rugby league. So yeah, it's one to listen to. Yeah, and today, Afternoon Sport, we've got a huge show ourselves. Katie Brown, rugby league player, radio host, is here to talk about origin. And our editor-at-large, Robbie Gilbert, has all the latest on world soccer. Shane, huge news in the tennis world. Naomi Osaka, of course, we saw her. She was going to ban press conferences, or she did ban press conferences, and then she got fined. And now she has pulled out of the French Open. Huge news. Yep, she wasn't posturing at all, was she? She's she's serious, and she's saying she has real issues, and she's had mental health issues ever since she won her first big tournament. It's sad that she's, she's pulling out. Um, she's obviously dealing with a lot of demons. So I think uh, a lot of the media, including myself, who sort of said, you know, she needs to get on with it and that sort of stuff. But I suppose if you're, you're getting paid, you, you need to do the press conferences. But, yeah, I, I do feel for her. She's actually pulled out, so she's obviously struggling. Yeah, and Roger Federer cruised to a win mm. first time back in a Grand Slam in, in 16 months. Now, you mentioned the word demons. It's a, it's a big change of pace, but uh, the Melbourne demons – they look like a football team that could win a competition, don't they? And it was really interesting to see a number of their players say that they made a pact at the start of the year. They don't care where they play. They don't care who they play. They are ready for anything. And that's a great attitude, isn't it? They don't care where they play. They're, they're a team and they'll go anywhere. Um, they're obviously very mindful of, of COVID and what COVID's done and you need to be nimble um, and they're doing that. But they are a very, very good football team with some brilliant individuals. Petrarca, I still think, will win the Brownlow. Yeah, and, and a great interview tomorrow, Shane. Kaya Simon, mm. uh, an extraordinary player for the Matildas. Yeah, she's coming on the show tomorrow um, with breaking news that she has been included into the Olympic squad before it's announced. Mm. So we get to talk to her about that. She has been a superstar. She's approaching 100 caps for Australia. Um, she's a striker. Injury, she's going to be playing in the Netherlands final today. So, uh, yeah, she's a superstar and very, very refreshing um, sports person. Yeah, look forward to that. Okay, coming up, Katie Brown. Origin is going to Townsville. Of course, Katie plays rugby league. She reports rugby league. We'll break it all down. Time to talk Rugby League. And Katie Brown, of course, is not only a player, a journalist, a reporter. She hosts functions. There's nothing Katie Brown can't do. How are you, my friend? <laughs> you make me sound um, actually like I can do stuff. Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Jens. How are you both? Very good. I'm really well, Katie. Now, listen, just quickly, um, the next, the first uh, State of Origin is going to be in Townsville. Are you part of this Queensland Mafia? Mm. <laughs> yes. It bothers me. This yes. Bothers me. <laughs> I can't believe you both guessed it, damn it. No. <laughs> I, I love this. I mean, I'm not sure about how much money it costs because we're all guessing at the moment and there's reports about $8.3 million for the Queensland mm. government to win the bid. But I do think Townsville's a great choice. I mean, Queensland are the reigning 
state of origin champions, so they have every right to host two of the three origins. Am I right? <laughs> oh, won't it? Won't it be great? I, I reckon you guys should have all three, and we'll kick your ass. I reckon that that would just have all three. I hosted like magic round again. <laughs> I hosted the true blues. I hosted the true blues dinner last night, and Kurt Gidley said the pressure's on Queensland because they got the home games, and I can half see it. Like Townsville, it is the most fanatical place when it comes to rugby league, and obviously they're all they're all Queenslanders, but we have seen where the momentum has been turned around in the favour of the outcast, the underdogs, Katie, because you Queenslanders always like being underdogs. We do. We definitely do. And I was also thinking just in terms of location, Love Towns was as a location, but it is hard to get to if you're not in that uh, North Queensland sphere. So you generally have to catch a couple of flights to get there if you're not in Queensland. I think it's 29,199 people they'll get in the stadium with the extra seating. So wish it was a bit more, but it'll still be raging. It'll still be tribal. But Queensland, uh, both squads announced now, Queensland have some serious injuries to deal with. Uh, Caden Ponga, um, Cameron Munster and AJ Brimson all in doubt. Yeah, and, and Harry Grant's another one that he's yes. really got to manage his injury too. So, oh, but they, 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 Sorry to interrupt, Katie, but they love you guys love bunging it on, honestly. Oh. <laughs> don't you think? It's a bung on. Oh, he's oh hurt, God. he's injured, he's walk, come with his walking stick and next thing you know he's fighting fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, gents. I feel like we're having a, a an argument where these are fighting mm. words way too early out from State of Origin. <laughs> to bring it on, Queensland. We will win. All right. That's the bottom line. No, no but, but in all seriousness, I shouldn't have interrupted. Rudely interrupted from that New South Wales Maroons battle. But but they do have they do have players who are a bit underdone. But they have an enormously talented team, and they do have the shield at the moment. So it's going to be interesting to see whether, as you say, Ponga, Munster, Grant, that spine is an extraordinary combination. Whether they will be there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the one thing, I mean, Daly Cherry Evans, he's fit. We definitely need him there. Um, Callum Ponga would just add that X factor, which we know. But he hasn't been playing much club footy. The other one, mm. Reid Marnie. There's some suggestions that mm. if all are fit, he'll be 19th man. Now, I think Reid Marnie, um, and we've heard a few of the greats, including, you know, uh, Joey, um, Brandy even mentioning, and I know these are blues men that have mm. spoken about Reed deserving a chance to be in that number nine jersey, not the 14, and Harry Grant working off the back of that. Yeah, I think he'll start, actually. He's, he's, he's having a super season and uh, and very exciting to make your debut. And what, what about the Blues? The Blues um, looks like a very strong team on paper once again. I'm a little bit concerned that we've picked two centres that haven't been playing in the centres in Latrell Mitchell and, and Tom Trevojevic, two great players, but out of position this year. Yeah, and my thing with the Blues, and look, I'll take away my subjective Queenslander hat, but you have such incredible talent, um, but because you have so much backline talent, you're right. You're not picking your centers in center positions. You're moving fullbacks yep. into center positions. Um, so we've, they got found out last season, but, I mean, we didn't see Turbo and Latrell Mitchell in the centers last year. We know they can do the job. They're yep. incredibly talented. And Latrell played in the centres for Roosters. Yep. He will add that X factor, as will Turbo. Yeah, I, look, yeah, I, I don't see any great pro- – obviously, I've got two blue eyes. I know that, and I'll admit <laughs> to that. But um, but when you when you think you've got Cleary, Luai, To'o, like that Isaiah Yo at the back of the scrum, it does look like a remarkably strong football team. But this, this is origin. It's going to be in Townsville. But how nice would it be just to beat Queensland in Townsville? Just would be just fantastic. <laughs> 
hotel. I'm married to a Queenslander, but it would just be so nice to see people just walk away from the stadium if you're a Queenslander with your head hung low. It will just be awesome. No, no. There's nothing nice about that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm getting paid. I'm not even going to get – I'm not even saying that if I get paid. Hey, Katie, on a, on a serious note, um, in the paper today, Steve Mortimer um, has dementia, which is really, really sad. And we've talked a lot about the HIA issues. Um, it's very, very current in the game of football. But we're seeing the long-term effects now in, in a player who was a great and, uh, yeah, he's losing his memory, which is, which is really, really tough to deal with. And so sad to read. Uh, given the context, isn't that just perspective, gents? I mean, mm. reading that he's lost a bit of his brain to rugby league, I just that hit home so hard. And also Scott Sattler spoken about his dad, John. Yes. John's a legend of South City. He's a legend mm, of the absolutely. game like, like Steve is. And um, he said that nothing's ever beaten his dad, but to see his dad um, losing – sight, losing hearing, losing memory, and he can't have those beautiful rugby league conversations, let alone him enjoying his grandkids, uh, breaks his heart. And he thought, you know, John thought in his day he was bulletproof. So he needs players to realize that, yes, you're living in the moment and you want to be playing this tough, hard game of rugby league, but think beyond in 20, 30 years, you've got to think about your future for yourself and your family. Yep. Yeah, uh, well said. And, and, and it's look, that whole space has to be corrected it needs to be done properly and and honestly there's zero tolerance for any of the hits around the head uh, if we take one step to the side i suppose the players problem with what's going on and we've seen a lot of unrest the last few days and daily cherry evans come out is that they haven't been consulted well that's what they think they haven't been consulted enough with the uh, rule changes on the run yeah yeah i, I can appreciate that that to some extent but and daily made another point saying um you know you, you've you're employed for a job and you know your job and then all of a sudden your job changes and you go well hold on put yourself in that position if you were hired as a manager and all of a sudden you had to act as a ceo or a, mm. a cleaner for a day but mm. also people don't mind filling in for a certain period of time in different roles when they're explained so can appreciate that sense. I just think we have to be really uh, considerate of time. Referees are taking time to get it right. The officials are taking time to get it right, as are the players. But the one common ground here is we know the change had to happen. Yeah, look, I agree. and It's got to happen. It's got to happen soon. Um, how it's done, managing the players is, is the other issue. Now, just a quick one, Katie. What are your thoughts um, with the state of origin happening, um, some of the great players being out of their um, club teams. Who are going to be the big movers, do you think? You saw the Tigers beat the Dragons last week. They played well. The Rabbits beat the Eels. The Knights beat the Sea Eagles. Are we going to see teams going out of form now? Oh, there's always that depending yeah. on injuries and judiciary. Yep. We don't have too many hearings tonight, just the, the two. Um, oh, do Broncos get some luck? I doubt it. Uh, yep. I think St. George, I think the Dragons can do well because they're not too affected. I know Tarek Sims got the call up for New South Wales, but other than that, mm. that I think they've got the opportunity to, to go quite yeah, well. Tigers, I still, without, I mean, Penrith are missing half their side, but I still think they will show up um, at Leichhardt Oval and, and beat West Tigers, dare I say it. Yeah, that, that's going yes. to be a battle. I think the Tigers are almost favourites there. And Jack DeBellin, of course, will uh, be coming into first grade. He showed on the weekend enough uh, Anthony Griffin to put him straight back in, Cody. That's huge news, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so after you know, played 45 minutes at knock-on effect cut level and um, 
Anthony Griffin said that he lost a bit out of the tank, but then in his, he got his second win and played pretty well. I, from all reports, uh, it seemed like he probably could have gone with one or two more games under his belt in that cup team. But uh, it's such a – I mean, for me, I know he hasn't been found guilty, he hasn't been found innocent, um, but I can't – I still think I, I'm a bit funny when I hear the news that he will be playing um, come this round. It just doesn't sit. 100% okay with me yet. But he is yeah, an agree. athlete and he will be playing and I have to accept that. Yeah, well, you, you will have to accept the loss too to uh, New South Wales. I'm about to go up to the dry cleaners and get my blues jersey dry cleaned, <laughs> get it ready for the first game. I can't wait. I'll send your mouth guard over and your shoulder pads on. He, like, he likes to sit on the couch with his shoulder pads and his mouth guard and his yep. jersey and in place. Yep. And his boots And his boots. boots. So I'll, I'll get those sent across. Katie, uh, let's let's keep this banter going heading towards Origin and have a wonderful day. Bring it on, you two. Queenslander! <laughs> Coming up on Afternoon Sport, our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert, has a look at world soccer. PlaySport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to playsport.com. PlaySport, whatever moves you. Editor-at-large Rob Gilbert joins us now. Ange Postacoglu, Robbie, big news. Yeah, it is. The uh, the former Socceroos coach, um, Brisbane Roar, of course, Melbourne Victory, South Melbourne before that, uh, played for the Socceroos himself. So he qualified Australia for the last World Cup and effectively walked out um, before the, the tournament, uh, which left the uh, the whole World Cup planning in, in chaos. But mm. he uh, he put a marker down saying that he, he didn't uh, have uh, enough authority within the group and he wasn't prepared to stay. So he packed up and got a great job over in the J-League in Japan, which is the most competitive league in Asian football. So leaves the A-League uh, um, off uh, uh, in the distance. Uh, so he takes Yokohama F. Marinos to the title in um, in the J-League and he's currently dragged mm. them up from mid-table this season to the top three. Uh, Celtic, meanwhile, uh, the Scottish club in the Scottish Premiership uh, have had uh, a chaotic year. They'd won nine titles in a row. Rangers, who are their, their um, mortal enemies, mm-hmm. um, have, have won the title after having a decade of drama. We won't go into all of that, but basically they'd been dropped uh, out of the top flight and had to fight their way back in. So they sacked their coach. Um, they look at uh, a, a top flight coach, Eddie Howe from Bournemouth, who'd just been relegated. Uh, mm. Eddie Howe declines and then immediately the uh, attention shifts to Ange Postacoglu. He comes out of nowhere and uh, and all of Scottish football now is, who is Ange Postacoglu? So <laughs> yeah. uh, it's yeah. a big, big story over there. Mm. And uh, and seriously, it's a, 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 a hardcore place uh, uh, to mm. play and, and coach football in. So uh, mm. it's, it's a massive one. And by the time we uh, we regroup next week. I think we'll, we'll uh, hopefully hear that he's been announced as their new manager. Yeah, well, to say Postacoglu in a deep Scottish accent will be very, very tough to understand. But um, look, most of the season's coming to an end all over Europe, um, but the postponed Euros uh, kick off next week. 
Yeah, so the the the, uh, the the crescendo of the season, of course, um, last weekend was Chelsea uh, upsetting um, yes. uh, Manchester City in the um, in the Champions League final, which was quite incredible. Manchester City, you know, they weren't a walk up start, but they were favourites. Pep Guardiola has won it before, and and that was his stated top, uh, objective to win Manchester City, their first ever Champions League. He fiddled with the lineup. Um, they end up losing Thomas Tuchel, the Chelsea manager, who happened to be the losing manager of of PSG the year before against mm. Bayern Munich. Uh, he uh, he uh, outcoaches Guardiola and they win. The other uh, big match was, of course, the Europa Cup final where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he uh, was a legend at Manchester United as a player, but he just cannot get them silverware as a manager. <laughs> they played Villarreal uh, in Gdansk in Poland. Uh, it was an epic final where 11-10 in the end where the two goalkeepers faced off and uh, David De Gea, the Spanish goalkeeper for mm. United, just rolled one in and, uh, and they lost. So, um, but as you say, Shane, the uh, the Euros are coming up next week, mm. uh, obviously postponed. It's still called, as the Olympics are, the 2020 Euros. Uh, it's going to be played uh, across uh, various uh, countries mm. in Europe and uh, and the, the finals, the semifinals and the final will be played at Wembley. And, uh, and England, as they always do, they get excited. Uh, the football uh, gods are smiling on them this time mm. as one of the favourites. Uh, so you'd think that uh, that they are a red hot chance, but that's um, it's one of the it's one of the great spectacles of uh, of international football. The Euros, uh, yeah. many say it's it's uh, the equal, if not better, in terms of consistency of performance uh, with the World Cup. It's almost the year that never existed. Twenty twenty, everything you know, like people in conversation, you say, <laughs> "Oh, it was last year." I said, no, it wasn't. It was the year before, and that happens all the time. Now, now next week, Rob, we turn our attention to the soccer. The World Cup qualifiers, the Matildas final friendlies. We got Kaya Simon, superstar of the Australian women's game, on the show tomorrow, and she's in that Matildas squad for the Olympics. Well, she may be. She's, no, we know. She told she us. Told us. She's told us. Okay. Well, there she's you in. go. Well, that's a scoop mm, for you guys news. there because breaking the uh, uh, the coach Tony Gustafsson hasn't announced this spot yet. So uh, yeah. uh, we might have just keep that one quiet, fellas. But uh, <laughs> but look, that 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 yeah, is we'll just amongst our podcasts. Exactly. Um, <laughs> if Kaya has uh, um, has been told. Uh, off the record, so to speak, um, because she had has had a. I mean, I know you guys will talk about it, but it was so sad. Uh, she um, she debuted for the soccer with the Matildas, uh, sixteen years old, and uh, she missed out on the last World Cup mm. because of injury. So it's great to, to hear that that she'll be in the squad. Uh, but uh, of course, uh, it, it's going to be a, a real battle for them. They came back uh, after four hundred uh, days without playing and got absolutely smashed by Germany and and the, the Dutch. And uh, they've got a couple of friendlies coming up against. Uh, Sweden, who are the the reigning silver medalists in the Olympics, mm. beaten by the United States, ranked fifth in the world, and Denmark, uh, who are ranked twelfth. So we are in the top ten, but we certainly uh, found out um, that you, you know you, rankings mean nothing. Um, it's uh, uh, it's a matter of uh, of whether you can perform consistently, get the best squad together on the day. Yep. Lots of reasons why they didn't uh, do well in those matches. So um, great news for Kaya, and hopefully for the Matildas. And then uh, we'll talk about this more next week. But the Socceroos yep. um, are in a hub in Kuwait. Um, they uh, play uh, four matches against Kuwait, Chinese Taipei, and Nepal and Jordan in the space of five days. And uh, and really, we've only got to finish uh, top or one of the best performed uh, second teams in, a, in our group to go through to the final uh, phase yeah. of qualifying of the top 12 for Qatar 2022. Mm. So that, that that should be a job they can get done. Yeah, we'll dig a bit deeper into that next week, Robbie. And of course, the A-League games, there's some really interesting things happening with Central Coast. And obviously, we, we've got this team at MacArthur in their first year who could play final. But we'll address all that stuff where uh, time has beaten us, the clock has beaten us today, but we'll tic-tac next week. No worries, boys. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks, Shane. 
That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today to our guests, Katie Brown and to Rob Gilbert. Thank you also, Shane, too. To our wonderful sponsors, Spartan Sports, www.spartansportshq.com. And our sensational producer, his name is Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.